Good morning. It's good to see you. Welcome, welcome. I'm really glad that you're here. Welcome to this special edition of the Porch Community Church on Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. Hey, look around because there's people that you haven't seen in a while because they might go to the other service that you usually come to. So you can look around and say, hey, glad you're here. Good to see you. It's going to be a great day. I'm really, really glad you're here. My name is Shannon. I get to be the lead pastor here and be a part of this amazing staff and this amazing community. And what we say is, hey, however you're connecting today, so that's if you're here in the auditorium, right? Or maybe you're watching us online or you're listening in later uh, on our podcast. However it is you're connecting, we're really glad that you're a part of today's experience because the purpose of it all, Justin just prayed it and we just sang about it. And it's that there is a God who loves you and he wants to be in relationship with you through Christ Jesus. And so that's why we're here, and that's why we do what we do. That's why we're going to celebrate what we're celebrating today as we celebrate uh, baptism. And we're starting this series called Something in the Water. And according to the video, we already know the answer. It's Grant Bembry, who's in the water, because that's who came up out of the water and scared his brother. So um, that's, that, now we know the answer, so that's, that's the end of that. No, I'm just kidding. What we're going to do over the summer is we're going to go through June and July... And we are going to take these amazing moments from Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, and we're going to talk about how God has used water as a way to demonstrate, as a way to speak to us and and show us who he is, his character, his personality. And so today we're going to start very fittingly with baptism. And we're going to look at what baptism means. Now before I get really um, into the message, there are a couple of things I do want to share with you because I'm also your announcement girl today Um, and it's always scary when the pastor does the announcements because that means it goes much longer than usual so but I'll do my best to try and hit all of them a couple of things I want to tell you about if you want to be informed so this is hey if this is your first time and you want to know more about the church or if you've been here for a long time and you're like I don't really know what's going on well here's the deal here's some ways you can be informed it does take some initiative on your, on your part, um, but so I would say this, if you're on social media, like you know Facebook, Instagram, whatever, um, like us, follow us, so you'll know what's going on, okay? So that's the first thing. Um, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel to see things that we're putting out there. Uh, you can subscribe to our podcast because we do something every week. Those of you that listen to the podcast, you know, we, we talk about things coming up like in messages and stuff that, that we don't talk about anywhere else. So listen to that, tune into that. We talk about the previous messages and go a little bit deeper. We send out a weekly community news through an email. Uh, we've been sending out on Saturdays. We're going to start doing that on Saturday mornings, and we do that on purpose because we know you get inundated Monday through Friday. So Saturday morning, you get a community news email. Uh, if you want to receive that, you're not getting that, go to our website. It's theporchcc.com. It might be up on the screen if Ashley's not taking a nap. I don't know. She's prior to beat me to it. Nope, she hadn't yet. But anyway, uh, I didn't tell her to do that, so don't blame Ashley. All right. Um, But uh, you go to theporchcc.com, and you can sign up for our newsletter and find out all you want to know there. Another way that you can actually, like, in person get some info, right outside this lobby, we have what's called our Next Steps Wall. It has been transformed at the moment to our donation station for our VBS Rocky Railway. I had to really enunciate that because I would say Rocky Railway if I'm not careful. So Rocky Railway. And uh, there's a donation station out there. And there are these little, I meant to bring one up here, but there's just little slips of paper, different colors, red, green, 
whatever, and it talks about some needs that some of our volunteer teachers need for our upcoming Vacation Bible School. So I took one last, uh, last week, week before, and I went on Amazon, bought a couple things. They already came in. I brought them up to the church. Super easy. Some of you have already done that. Go to the donation station after the service. Pick up a couple of those things. See how you might be able to help. I think our kids' pastor, Kristen, will be nearby. She can answer questions that you might have. So a um, couple other things. And then this is the good stuff, okay? I mean, the other stuff is good, too, but this is good, too, because it involves food. Because right after the service today, we've got a hot dog bar free provided for you. So when we finish, we say amen. We'll say a double amen because you can go right through the lobby, go by the donation station, go through the lobby, get a hot dog. Not just any old hot dog, though, because our very own Chef Boyardee, Randy DeCoudre, is that the official title, Randy, of... Chef um, he's like provided the hot dogs and all of that for us and some delicious things to put on the hot dog. So uh, grab one of those, tea, other things, and then we're going to move outside for a great time. There's water slides and stuff that we can have for the kids. Okay, hang on. I got to take a break. Take a breath. All right, a couple other things. <laughs> I said one more thing and I lied because I have a few more dashes here on my notes. It's not too late to sign up if you like to play golf to help our high school students go on their mission trip to New Orleans. They're going this summer in a couple of weeks, end of June, early July. And if you like to play golf, here's the deal. You can play golf at Kinderloo, win some good prizes if you're a decent golfer, and help some students go on a mission trip. Okay, so it's like a win-win-win. So you should be a part of this. Check this out. If you want to know more, the, the tournament is this coming Saturday. So get in touch with Justin. Justin at theporchcc.com. His lovely bride, Allison's right there. Put your hand up, Allison. Hey. And um, talk to her if you want to play some golf this uh, coming Saturday and help out missions. Um, one more thing. I promise. Thank you for being people who want to be involved in ministry. See, the reason that we're able to do everything we do is because of your heart to be part of ministry, of your desire for us to do things like vacation Bible school and to send our students on mission trips and to have days where, where we put out giant inflatables and say, hey, let's just have fun. Let's have fun with water as we start this new series, um, that you want to do all of these things. And so I say thank you for that. Thank you for your faithfulness to that. Thank you for the way that you give to support the ministries of this church. I mean that. I say that as a just like thank you for being part of this work because we want to keep on doing this and doing this. Let's thank God for a moment. God, we, we come to you in prayer this morning and we say this, everything we have is yours. There is Nothing that we have that we currently have that's got our name on it, like the title, the deed, whatever, that we've gotten because we are so amazing. If, if we've earned it because of our intellect, if we've earned it because of our, of our work ethic, if we've earned it because of, of who we happen to be in family with, listen, all of that goes back to you, God. And so we say thank you. We say thank you, so everything we have is yours, and so we want to be a part of what you do. So would you bless what we bring? Would you take our offerings, and would you use it for your glory? In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so something in the water. 
so here we are starting out talking about uh, baptism today. The word water or something referring to water is used, here's a little Bible trivia for you, 722 times in scripture. So water or some form, like something that, some form of that, you know, is mentioned in scripture 722 times, which means it's mentioned more than the words um, faith, more than the words hope more than the word prayer, more than the word worship. Doesn't mean it's more important than those, but water plays a significant role if you look in Scripture. In fact, if you start like the second verse in the Bible, in the book of Genesis, talks about water, okay? And then when you go all the way to the end in Revelation, you find almost towards the end it talks about water. We're going to look at those in just a moment. And so today, as we talk about the, the waters of baptism, I want us to really think about how they show and exemplify the work of God, God's grace in our lives, okay? There are three distinct ways that wa the waters of baptism represent God's grace working in our lives. And, and I want to point out those um, this morning before we celebrate baptism together. So the first distinct way that the waters of baptism uh, show God's grace is this. Is that baptism, it signifies God washing us clean. Didn't we just sing that, right? That baptism signifies God washing us clean from the guilt of our sin. I think that's really important to, to, to note. It's not that he just washes us away of our sin, but he washes away the guilt of our sin. And I think about that as believers, as followers. There's so many of us in here. We are followers of Jesus. We have said yes to God. We've said, yes, I believe in Jesus. We have confessed our sin. We have repented of that sin. And yet, for many of us, we carry around the guilt of our sin. See, God's grace through the waters of baptism don't just make us clean in, 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 in that respect, but they actually can take away the guilt. Because when you know that you are forgiven and you recognize that and you live into that, it changes your perspective, right? So it washes away not just the sin, but the guilt of our sin. So we get in the waters of baptism, we get this vivid image. It's real. It's, it's something we touch and see. We get this vivid image of, of God's pardon, for us, of God's forgiveness towards us. And it's all done, Justin was pointing us to the cross earlier. It's all done through the sacrificial work of Jesus Christ. This grace of God, it comes through this. And we know this because the book of Hebrews in chapter 10 um, it, it tells us this. It, it draws this connection between baptism and God's cleansing. This is beginning in verse 21 of Hebrews 10. It says this, And since we have a great high priest, talking about Jesus, Jesus is now the great high priest, since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God. See, before we can't do that. We're separated from God. But because of Jesus now, we're connected with him. Let's go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. 
For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. And I kept looking at that verse and looking at that verse as I was working on this message. And I just kept, I just kept pausing there. Because I fully believe that whether it's someone in this auditorium, most likely, or somebody watching online, or a whole lot of somebodies, we need to hear this. We need to, we need to look at this. We need to consider this. Because you might be thinking, oh, there is no way that God could forgive me and wash me clean from my guilt. That whole guilty conscience thing, no, 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 no. That is right there with me. That is my companion. There's no way God could do that for me, right? We might even, you might be saying, gosh, I don't even, I don't know if God is able to, to take this away from me. Or you might be someone who's like, I really believe that God has done that for everybody else except for me. And, and to that, I would say, you're wrong, you're wrong, and you're wrong, because he, he is, there is a way that God takes that away from you, and it's through Jesus. God is powerful enough to take that away from you because he is God. And he has most certainly done this for all. See, God did not send Jesus in the form of a man to live this life and to reveal himself to be the son of God and then to go to the cross and give of his life and then to rise again three days later to bring salvation to the world, to bring redemption to the world for the whole world except you? Like you're the exception? No. You're in this. This is for you. This is all, this is for you. So he didn't die for everyone except you. He didn't live for everyone except you. He doesn't have to come again and do anything for you. It's been done. It's been done. Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says, For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. The imagery of going under the water and coming back up. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father... Now we also live new lives. We are given new life. And baptism is this beautiful image of this. See, the price has been paid. Our guilt, yes, was there, but it has been paid for and covered. And the question is, will you live into this new resurrected life, washed clean life? Will you live into this? Will you choose this? Will you accept this? See, your guilt has been paid for, so it's, it's about whether you'll accept it, and the choice is right there in front of you. The, 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 it's not a, I wonder if God can, or I wonder if he will. That's already been covered. Yes, he can, and yes, he has. So the choice is yours. Do you accept this? Do you believe this? So first, baptism signifies God washing us clean from the guilt of our sin. Secondly, baptism, the waters of baptism, they signify the gift of the Holy Spirit that God has given us, right? By, his, by God's grace, it is there. There is the Holy Spirit. And you know, in Christianity in general, 
We talk a lot about God the Father. We talk a whole lot about Jesus, and we should. But we don't talk about the Holy Spirit that much, and we should more. And, and you know, when you think about it, Jesus himself said, I'm going to go back to the Father. I'm going. But, and until I go, see, there's one who's going to come after me, so I have to leave. There's a counselor. There's one who's going to come after me, and, and he is going to, to give you life. He is going to open your eyes. You're going to be able to understand some of the things I've taught that you have not understood yet, and he's going to give you the power to do some of these things. I'm bringing the Holy Spirit. God is sending the Holy Spirit. And so it's through God's Holy Spirit that we actually come alive spiritually. What does that mean? What does it mean to come alive spiritually? Well, you know, we've been talking a couple weeks about maturing in our faith. And, and that's part of it. But I was like, okay, what are some practical things about, like, what, how do we know? Like, how is the Holy Spirit working in our life? And I would say... As, as, as elementary as, as I can, and that's pretty much all I can do because that's about, you know, how smart I am. But with the Holy Spirit, what didn't make sense before starts to make sense. You know, have you, you've had those moments in your life where maybe you were just cruising along and you, you weren't paying attention. You weren't paying attention to the things of God. You knew God. You know, maybe you even said yes to Jesus, but then you kind of went and did your own thing and you were just kind of, you were kind of numb to everything else. But then you decided, you know what? No, I, I want to be in this relationship. And so you pick up your Bible again, right? And you start reading it. Or you, you decide to kind of re-engage and, and come back to church if you hadn't been coming. Or, or, you know, meeting in a group and studying together. Listening to worship music. Listening to teachers. Listening to preachers. And all these things. And suddenly, words you had heard before, maybe even many times, suddenly have power. And suddenly these words have meaning. And suddenly these words that you've heard for years, like they speak right into you. Well, let me tell you, Borch community, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit coming alive in you spiritually. Like, that's what's happening. Things we didn't sense before or notice before or feel before. In all those ways, suddenly it's alive, and that's the Holy Spirit. There's a book in the Bible we really don't mention a lot or talk about a lot. It's the book Titus. And in, in uh, chapter 3, verse 4... Beginning at verse 4, it says this, When God our Savior revealed his kindness and love, he saved us. Not because of the righteous things we had done, because we hadn't. We made, made some attempts, but no, 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 not enough. But because of his mercy, then it goes, He washed away our sins, so there's the symbolism of water, giving us a new birth and new life through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes alive in us, and baptism signifies the work of God's Holy Spirit in our lives. Verse 6, he generously poured out the Spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. And because of his grace, he made us right in his sight and gave us confidence that we will inherit eternal life. Wow. So, see, first... Baptism signifies God washing us clean from the guilt of our sin. And then secondly, baptism signifies the, the gift of the Holy Spirit that God has given to us by his grace. And then now third, 
what we see is that baptism signifies our initiation into the body of Christ. Our initiation into the body of Christ. See, throughout history, baptism has been understood to be the way that people are marked as Christians. Like, oh, you're a Christian, you've been baptized. We don't baptize people into anything else in our culture. We don't baptize people into, into school. We don't baptize people into marriage. We don't, we don't baptize people, you know, once you're graduated. Like, we are baptized. It is a mark of being baptized into the church. And it has served as a sign of initiation into the body of Christ, like Christian community. This is what we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul is writing, and he and Paul was Paul was of the Jewish faith, his whole education and background, he was like top dog as, as a Jewish person. Like he he knew it all. And yet God had called him to, to reach people who were Jewish and Gentiles, and they just they just didn't mix. They didn't hang out together. And this is what Paul writes. Some of us are Jews, and some of us are Gentiles. Some of us are slaves, and some are free. So this is different people in every way. And then he says this, but we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit. And we all share the same spirit. See, baptism is like this great equalizer And we are initiated into Christ's church. And through the waters of baptism, we see God's grace working in this. See, baptism is a sacrament. And so it might not be surprising to you to know that we get our word sacred, our sacrament from the word sacred. It's holy. Baptism is a holy moment. The other sacrament that we celebrate is the sacrament of communion. We're going to share that together next week. But there's this sacrament, and and what we mean by a sacrament, it's this outward and a visible sign of an inward and a spiritual grace. So we see something that represents what God is doing on the inside. And so baptism is, it's, it's something, it is not something that we participate in just because we think, oh, I should probably do that. It's not something we participate in because someone said, hey, it's time for you now to be baptized. That's not how that works either. Well, baptism is an act that Jesus himself experienced, and then he encouraged us to do the same. Wow. See, there is something in the water. There's something in the water, and it's the work of God. And seeing a very important thing to keep in mind about baptism is that it is God that makes sacrament holy, not us, okay? It is God. So today is not a holy moment, Jax and Ansley. Today's not a holy moment because you're going to be baptized. I mean, because, excuse me, today is not a holy moment because we say you're going to be baptized. Today is a holy moment because God has made it so. Because God has made it so. There are these historic declarations that have been made regarding baptism for decades and decades and years and years and years and years. And I, and I want to share them with you. And to some of you, they might sound very familiar. You've heard them before. And others, they might be brand new. But listen, regardless of whether you know it or not, listen for these words that, that demonstrate God 
drawing us in, into relationship with him. Like he's reaching out towards us. This isn't us saying, hey, yeah, I'm cool with you now, God. Like this is him. Like he is reaching out after us. These are the words. It begins this way. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation. And we are given new birth through water and the Spirit. And all this is God's gift offered to us without price. Now I'm going to ask some questions now of, of Ansley and Jax because they are the two that are participating today in the sacrament of baptism. But I want you to hear these questions because you might be at a point in your life where you're considering this. And so I want you to hear these and go, Lord, what do these mean? What, is it time for me? Do you want me to do this? Or maybe you have been baptized and I want you to hear these words and recall what it is that baptism means. Ansley Marie and Jax Landry, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you repent of your sin? Do you accept the freedom and the power that God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in the world? And do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened up to people of all ages, nations, and races? <laughs> as, the, as the band comes back out and before we go and get ready for this time of celebration and the sacrament of baptism... I want us to pray together. Wherever you find yourself, porch community, on your spiritual journey today, maybe you've just been sitting here going, yep, I know all this, I got that, I understand that, I understand that, I thank you, God, that I am at this place in my life where I get it. Or maybe you're still asking questions. Or maybe you're stuck back there at the whole place of your guilty conscience, and you've been wondering, is it too much for God to handle? Oh, would you hear these words in prayer and allow God to speak to you, to either encourage you to keep on going or to encourage you to start on the journey, but to let you know he is with you. Let's pray. Eternal Father, pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and on those who now receive it, to wash away their sin and clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives. That dying and being raised with Christ, they may share in his final victory. By means of your spirit, we say goodbye to our partial and our inconsistent lives. We each used to independently call our own shots, but as your children, we enter into a life in which you have the final say in everything. This is what we proclaim in word and action through baptism. When we believe in Christ, we are incorporated into your resurrection body. We are refreshed and sustained at one fountain by your spirit where we all come to drink. The old labels 
we once used to identify ourselves are no longer useful. We are now your children because there's definitely something in the water. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.